Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure buried in a field, which a person finds and hides again, and out of joy goes and sells all that he has to buy that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant searching for fine pearls. And when he finds a pearl of great price, he goes and sells all that he has and buys it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net thrown into the sea which collects fish of every kind. And when it is full, they haul it ashore and sit down to put what is good into buckets. And what is bad, they throw away. Thus it will be at the end of the age, the angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Do you understand all these things? They answered, yes. He replied, And every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom both the new and the old. The Gospel of the Lord. tells three parables about wisdom. First readings about wisdom. How Solomon asked God for wisdom. And so since Jesus told three parables, I thought I would share a couple parables I heard recently. Two more parables to add and then we'll talk about the parables. There was once upon a time a great violinist, and he dedicated his time to play a benefit concert, and many people paid large sums of money to go to this concert to raise money for a good cause. And those who gave the most were allowed the special privilege to meet with the violinist after the concert. So the concert was beautiful. And after the concert, one of the donors said in praise and admiration to the violinist, I love that so much. I would give everything I have in order to play the violin like that. The violinist said, I have. Another parable. There was a CEO of a huge, successful company that worked really hard, and he lived in the United States, and once a year he would take a little short vacation to a little fishing village in Mexico. And so he goes down on the break, and he's out on the dock early in the morning watching the fishermen go out. And one fisherman comes back just for a couple of hours all by himself. 
some fish. He sells the fish to the cannery and then goes on his way, but the CEO is confused because he came back early. He could have stayed out longer. So he stops the man and says, why are you coming in so early? The man says, well, I caught enough fish for today to feed my family. And what I like to do is fish for a couple of hours, go home, spend time with the family, eat a dinner, have a siesta with the wife, and then sneak out at night and play guitar with my friends. Then I sleep in the next morning and get up and do it all over again. And the CEO goes, oh, man, that's great, but you're missing out. You see, you could stay out all day and catch more fish and make more money. And the fisherman says, well, and then what? Well, to make more money, you could buy more boats and hire more employees and have your own company. And then what? Well, then you could buy out the cannery company and remove the bill van and take your fish directly to market and make more money. And then what? Well, then you could go multinational and you could control the whole industry. The fisherman says, okay, and then what? Perplexed, the CEO thinks for a while. Well, then you could retire, go to a small fishing village, fish for a couple hours a day, have lunch with the family, siesta with the wife, and sneak out and play guitar with your friends at night. So five parables. Jesus tells the parable of the treasure in the field, the parable of the pearl of great price, and I add to that the violinist talk about the other parables later. I think what Jesus is saying, and even the world would agree, those who don't believe in Jesus or God, that a life well lived is to have a purpose for which you're willing to give everything for. A purpose for your life, a guide or a direction, and that which you're living you would give everything for. The world says and agrees that that's wisdom. But God's wisdom goes a little further. You see, because if that treasure, that pearl of great price, is something in this world that can be lost, one, even though they may have direction, will never have the peace and the security. There will always be fear that what you're working for, living for, can be lost. All meaning missing. This goes for jobs, careers, money, success, even good things, family, spouses, and children. The purpose of your life is something that this world can take away, that can be lost. You will never have peace of mind to enjoy. But, treasure for which you work is something beyond this world. Something that nothing can take away, not even death or tragedy. Then you can have the security and peace of mind to have the fullness of life and joy. That's, I think, what Jesus is disclosing in these parables. Let's break that down a little bit further really three options. 
We can live for a purpose of something that's only of this world. And again, doing so will have fears and insecurities deep down inside because we know if we lost, there's always that anxiety. Another possibility is like the story of the CEO. I think we can live a life with no necessary purpose or our purpose is unexamined and isn't really leading anywhere but only working for things that will pass. And then our life becomes simply a exercise in thinking. Working for things that will pass and have no real value. Carrying a heavy load for no real purpose. Almost like a hamster on the wheel. Spinning and spinning constantly. A merry-go-round. The third possibility is to have found the treasure of God working for the kingdom of God, knowing that life is eternal and nothing can separate us from our purpose. Makes us like a superhero. Immortal. And it frees us to live fully. We're free to stand up for what is right and speak the truth despite the consequences. We're free to endure tremendous difficulties we're free to take risks, to be who we're called to be, to live the life God has called us to live, even if it means a job with less money or less security, because we're trusting that what we're doing is God's purpose for us, and nothing can separate us. It's a powerful way to live, and that's what the Gospels are sharing inviting us to today the joy of the gospel. And what I love about the story of the violinist, sometimes we think that this religious life or the life that God calls us to or holiness is very different than real world life. But if the purpose of our life is to do God's will, that can be translated in a very secular or understandable way. Our goal and our purpose is simply to become who God called us to be. And we're each different, given different desires, different talents, different skills. We all have a different role. Another way to look at it is how does a plant or an animal give God glory and fulfill their purpose? simply by being who God called them to be. To be the most beautiful flower, to be healthy, and to give beauty to the world. So too, in our lives as humans, God created us each to be beautiful. Each with different talents. Some to be a violinist, some to be a CEO, some to be a janitor, a mother, a father, a teacher. <laughs> and God is asking us simply Set our hearts on Him and allow His love and His life to fill our hearts and to guide our hearts. And having done that, all we need to do is fulfill and follow our heart's desire to become who God called us to be. 
better, more religious way, if we give ourselves to God in baptism, continue to receive the Eucharist, God's Holy Spirit dwells in us. His heart becomes one with our heart. And then our heart has the desire to do God's will, to make the world a better place, to pour ourselves out of love for others. And following our heart then becomes an easy way to speak about doing God's will. God's purpose is for each of us to be who we, He calls us to be. And so often we fall short and we're afraid. So, that's the reason I think for the story of the dragon It is a story of judgment. But judgment isn't about what we do in life. It's about who we become. And if we become what God has created us to be, that is what fulfills God's will and brings us into His holy place. So I should stop right there, which you know I never do. Because that all sounds very idealistic, right? A little rosy. Let's have a reality check. Two things I like to point out. Number one, it sometimes takes a long time to really find that treasure, the purpose for which you live. That's part of this parable of the merchant searching for the pearl. He searches for a long time. I know in my life I feel like I found that treasure. It happened in a powerful experience in retreat, but I was almost 30 years old. So, to live this life God is calling us to sometimes takes great patience, great searching, great frustration, longing. But God wants to lead us to find it. Some people find it in a big aha moment. Some people over a long period of time. So, as we're searching, how do we search well to prepare ourselves well to find that treasure? It's important in what we teach our children is to get to know God, get to know His love for us, His vision for the world by participating in the sacrament, opening our hearts to His Spirit in prayer, and reading about His will in Scripture and our catechism or theology to get to know our Maker who calls us. And also then to have experiences that widen our horizons to develop all of our gifts and talents, even if we don't think we're going to use them, because we don't know which gifts and talents God really wants us to use for the purpose of promoting His kingdom. And so, I like to think of it as dating. Dating safely. We date people, we get to know them, but we date experiences and things in life. We get to know those experiences so that we can learn who we are Another thing that's important to point out, just because you find a treasure doesn't mean life is rosy. Sometimes it's just the opposite. Sometimes it's great suffering for people who have God's purpose in their lives and know it well. But that's still the beauty. Because when your treasure is something out of this world, you have the strength to endure any of the tragedies that you'll bring. 
sometimes with our very struggles and tragedies that we come to see the sand and going through that becomes there. We find the depth. So Jesus is sharing with us today wisdom. The wisdom of God. The wisdom is to ask the big questions in life. Who am I? Why am I here? Where did I come from? Where am I going? How do I get there? And the answer is, we're children of God. We're called to become what God created us to be. We come from God and we're going to God. And the way we do that is to follow His will. Set our hearts on the kingdom. Set our hearts on God's heart. So that it shapes our heart. And that we follow Him.